On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, we are setting the record straight about VA loans. There are so many misconceptions out there about VA loans. There are uh, Veterans are being taken advantage of. They're overpaying. They're being discriminated against in a lot of instances. And so we're bringing on Chris Griffith, probably the biggest advocate and most well-spoken advocate of veterans that I've seen in our industry, to talk about it. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 98 of the Massive Agent Podcast. This is a this is going to be a very educational episode. Now, if you heard the intro, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about VA loans. We're going to talk about a lot of misconceptions about them. But here's what's important, guys, because this is a real estate marketing show. Don't think, oh, they're just we're going to be talking about nerdy loan shit that I don't care about. Well, if you're an agent thinking that, first off, you're a problem. Uh, but beyond that, if you know more than your competitors do, if you become an expert about a specific loan program or about a certain type of client, veterans, don't you think you could close more deals if the world starts to think you are the go-to person to serve that group? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe you should pay attention because I'm seeing agents all over the country who focus on veterans and especially relocating veterans and VA loans and and taking, uh, you know, using your VA loan benefit Agents who are focusing on that are killing it. They're getting so much business because most agents don't focus on veterans or they're just trying to appeal to everybody. So I'm telling you, pay attention for the love of God. Uh, first off, a lot of the stuff going on is not right. It is very wrong. And we're going to talk about what those things are and how we as an industry, we as real estate agents can fix it. And it starts with education. It starts with clearing the misconceptions. And so we're bringing on Chris Griffith. He is the uh, he's the founder of Debt Does Deals. They're a mortgage brokerage, a multi-state mortgage brokerage, and he's the founder of Vetted VA. And he'll talk about that. And I don't know of any bigger advocate in the industry for veterans uh, than Chris Griffith. So he's very well spoken. Great stuff. Uh, you're going to learn a lot, and definitely pay attention to the last fifteen. 10, 15, 20 minutes or so of the interview because he really dropped some fire. Did you know, for example, did you know that of all the loan programs out there that the veterans, that that a VA loan is the only loan where if a house is going to appraise lower, they have to contact the listing agent beforehand rather than just being, oh, it appraised for 20 grand less. And then you're trying to, you know, fight an uphill battle. The VA appraisal is the only appraisal where they have to contact you first as the listing agent to look for more evidence to support your, your, your price. That's a huge deal when I like, that's one of the biggest takeaways I got. Um, so take notes. You're going to learn a hell of a lot, whether you're a brand new agent or you're a veteran agent, anyone in between, you're going to learn a lot. Welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. If you're new to the show, my name is Dustin Brome, your host. I'm a real estate agent myself in Salt Lake City, Utah. I have been for about nine years. I'm with eXp Realty, and I'm the co-founder of the industry syndicate, Real Estate's Media Network. This show is a proud founding member of the industry syndicate. 
And you've heard over the last couple episodes, we've recently launched the first podcasting app and podcasting community for real estate and mortgage. And you can get the Industry Syndicate app on the App Store and Google Play completely free. And there's a lot of cool stuff that is coming in the next week or two for those who have the app. So you're going to want to go get it. Yeah, I'll just uh, I'll just put it that way. You're going to want to go get it. And that is if you like if you like awesome stuff and discovering more great content to help you grow your business. Um, I am, if, if you are new to the show also, I'm the founder of a, uh, a lead gen coaching and training program called the Massive Agent Society. It is our one agent per market program. You can learn more about that and see if your market's available at massiveagentsociety.com. All right, uh, before we jump into the interview with Chris, I want to thank our sponsor for the show, Easy Agent Pro. I've had my website with these guys for over three years, uh, uh, creeping up on four years now. When I got my Easy Agent Pro website, it changed everything for me. It, In a lot of ways, this is not hyperbole. It changed my life because I was struggling. I had no deals or you know very few and far between. Getting my Easy Agent Pro website and then using that as the, the pillar for content marketing changed my career. And now I get 75% of my transactions from, from uh, online, from social media, from my website, from Facebook ads, from any combination of them because they all work together. Um, and it, it's changed everything. You need a website. You, as an agent, if you don't have a website, you pretty much don't exist. And a lot of consumers think that you're not serious if you don't have a web presence. So you need a website. Not all websites are created equal. There's a very specific reason I chose Easy Agent Pro for under $200 a month. And it's not, I don't, I don't mean it's $199.99. For less than 200 bucks a month, you're able to get the best value out there by far. If you want to do any kind of online content marketing, there's nothing hit my mic. There's nothing better than Easy Agent Pro. And they are running a ridiculous promo right now. I wish they had done that when I signed up, but that's okay. Water under the bridge three and a half plus years ago. So they are, uh, the, the building fee, the setup fee is completely waived on the third month. You get a hundred dollar visa gift card. So the third month that you have your website with them, you get a hundred dollar visa gift card and the pro designer package is included as well. But this is only for massive agent podcast listeners. Also, they're throwing in for you guys the CRM for free for 12 months, their brand new CRM. So if you're looking to have everything all under one roof, they have that. So all you need to do to take advantage is go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash EAP for Easy Agent Pro, or use the, if you just go to checkout on their website, use the promo code Dustin and you will get it. You cannot find this deal anywhere else. This is just for you guys. And to get it, you must either use that link or apply the code Dustin at checkout. Basically what that link does is it applies the code Dustin at checkout for you, but that's how you get it. Take advantage guys. If you have any questions about easy agent pro, I'm happy to help as are the easy agent pro guys. All right. I hope you're ready for some edumacation. Chris Griffith is, he's, he's so super passionate about protecting 
and helping veterans. He is a veteran, as you'll hear, but there's a lot of misbehavior in the industry right now surrounding uh, veterans. They're being taken advantage of. They're being overcharged. They're being charged bullshit fees that they shouldn't. They're uh, Sometimes the rate is 1% higher with some lenders than it is at others. Some of the more uh, quote-unquote veteran-friendly lenders that you might think of uh, are actually horrible and are contributing to this misconception that VA loans take so long to close. Well, they do if you have a shitty lender. Um, you're going to, you're going to, your eyes will be opened. Mine were. And what's great about this, because this show is about getting more deals, how to get more deals, learning the information that you're about to learn from Chris and stick through the entire, the entire interview. All right. It's, there's so much so many great tidbits dropped. If you know these things and start including it in your marketing and start speaking specifically to veterans, you can position yourself as the go-to expert for veterans who are buying or selling homes. If you focus on that and it all starts with knowledge, it all starts with knowing what the hell's going on here. You'll know how to better serve them. You will get more deals. You will close more homes and I will be happy for you. So let's get into the interview right now. All right, what's up, guys? I'm here with Chris Griffith. The He's a mortgage broker in Texas and a bunch of other states with Debt Does Deals. He's the founder of Vetted VA, which we'll talk about today. Agents, pay attention to that one. That's definitely a great resource. And, and honestly, we were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording. In my view, he's probably the biggest advocate of veterans in our industry that I know of. And we were talking about how that's kind of sad. Uh, but it is what it is. And so I wanted to bring you on the Massive Agent Podcast today just to clear the air and correct a lot of misconceptions out there about VA loans and um, you know, no one better than you. So Chris Griffith, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. What's up, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for uh, the big statements. They always make me uncomfortable. So everyone just to set the <laughs> record straight and paint the proper picture. I'm a nobody, guys, from Nobodiesville, USA. Um, I care a lot about those that I care about and uh, five form passionately. So that's what I do in both a professional mortgage capacity and the way that I understand debt and its critical nature to accumulating assets that should, by all points uh, relative to data, uh, make a person wealthy. Grew up a framer's son, didn't have much, debt unlocked the thing, and then, man, found a passion with vetted VA because of the amount of people that were harming through their direct actions veterans. Yes. And that was not on my radar at all. Cause as you know, I'm, an, I'm a realtor uh, that, that just wasn't on my radar until I really started to get more involved on the mortgage side of the industry. And I started following you and some other mortgage brokers on social media. And it really opened my eyes to just the bullshit and the, the, the abuse that's going on surrounding VA loans by certain companies. And, and so we'll talk about that today, but I've learned a lot from you. Uh, just with what you post on LinkedIn and on Facebook, I've learned a lot uh, that I, had I just been tunnel vision focused on real estate agent news, I never would have heard about, but this is important shit. And, and, and there's a fundamental importance of this uh, because we're talking about those that have served our country. And first off, you're a veteran. So thank you for your service. How long did you serve? And tell us about that real quick. Uh, I spent about eight years, just shy of eight years in the Marine Corps. A um, couple deployments, cushy stuff, 26 MU, back-to-back uh, town. I think I've been to around 32 countries now. So a lot of opportunity to see Damn. people 
different people. I'll tell you what's really freeing and uh, liberating and all of that is what you find is people are the same wherever you go. There's, there's hipsters, there's gangbangers, there's potheads, there's the reggaeton guy. Like people are people wherever you go, even when culture and everything's different. Uh, but that was one of the coolest things that I found about the Marine Corps was being from such a small town, right? In Podunkville, nowhere, right? There wasn't a whole lot of culture. There's a little bit, but not to the scale of the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps is like everything, which was awesome. And on top of that, you're taking that culture, making it its own and moving it around. So had a blast in there, had a couple different jobs, um, doing a couple different things, which was fun. Definitely uh, helped with a lot of things that I do now and, and, and uh, furthering, I think, my ability and mindset on how I address problems, how I approach them and what I look to do and accomplish uh, through the process. I love it, man. But where do you think you'd be if it wasn't for the Marine Corps? What, what do you think you would have done with your life? Dude, Any I was idea? in college on a full ride French horn scholarship, so I don't know. No I mean, shit. Like, yeah, true story. You you would have been like at playing at Lincoln Center or something like that. Maybe they tried to get me in the Marine Corps to join the uh, the band for that, and I would have done well with it. But I was at that point, I was looking for something different. So I thought, sure. Um, but I I don't know, man. Like I I I would have been where God probably wanted me. Honestly, I've never really had too much of a dog in any fight, other than looking at the paths in front of me and trying to make the best decision for all of the things that hold me accountable, which aren't necessarily self-motivating actually at all, especially anymore. Um, but paths change. Uh, the environments change everything, right? In our industry and in life. And I don't think having a rigid understanding of what you're going to do and when you're going to do it is necessarily the best thing to, mm -hmm. to do. If you want to have um, opportunities that aren't just sound and, you know, vacuum-based theory, right? Apply a little reality to it. Make sure you have options because at the end of the day, the person with the most options usually wins. 100%. Yeah, it's important not to be so damn rigid that you don't take little pivots or little, um, you know, side opportunities that lead you in a completely different direction that you never thought was possible that end up enriching your life and others' lives dramatically. It's crazy. Uh, one thing leads to another. So how did you, so you leave the Marine Corps, how did you get into the mortgage industry? Yeah, so uh, got out of the Marine Corps, was uh, kind of medically retired, nothing sexy, nothing cool, back broke down, kind of hip stuff. Um, didn't know what I was going to do for sure. Had a family that had a spec house in Southern Oklahoma they'd built in 06, but it hadn't sold still. Um, and there were a few things needing to be done and it worked out well for us. They let us live there, which was great. And at the same time, we helped them to stand up. Um, they'd purchased some education so, uh, involving uh, buying multifamily properties, right? 100 plus unit apartment complexes. But they hadn't been able to um, actually get any traction on any properties or uh, movement there. So I came in. Uh, we stayed in the house, which was great. Had a place to live. And then had the opportunity because of all of that, right? Um, and the cost of base abatement there really just having to cover the needs of the house to stand up the company that purchased uh, or that led on our first apartment acquisition uh, here and actually close to where I'm at now, um, a 232-unit apartment, right? I found it, negotiated Damn. it, underwrote it. I had a partner that helped out with a lot of that stuff as well, a great friend and brother to this day. Uh, he just had a kid, a little, uh, little boy, Ronan, anyway. Um, but through that process, uh, identified an opportunity to transition out to Colorado and help my family, uh, which had a mortgage brokerage at the time, transition into uh, actually later a mini correspondent, non-delegated type lender, right? 
and then full delegated where they have underwriting now. And they're actually working to become servicers. So in spanning that gap in Colorado, um, we got to a point where we needed to move health issue with the youngest kid and cold weather, not a big deal. She's fine. Uh, but I had to move and needed to make a, <clears throat> like, I don't know, I, I needed to make some or be able to make some decisions on certain things that I thought were the most important and right, necessarily not um, beneficially because of business model or something else that way. So that kind of led to the transition to that does deals, the brokerage we've owned now for coming up on two years. Um, but that's my kind of experience and transition in a nutshell there, hopefully. I love it. Um, let's, let's jump into it, into VA loan misconceptions. So I've been an agent for about nine years now. And for the majority of my career, I had always thought VA, if you have, if you're a listing agent and you have a buyer with a VA loan, that that is a, uh, that is not as good for the seller because the VA loan takes so long. And I believe I started thinking that way because I heard other agents say it. I don't, I never had a personal experience with the VA loan taking forever. Uh, my, my father actually bought uh, my parents' house with a VA loan. I mean, it, it took like an extra couple days, but that had nothing to do with VA loans itself. Um, but, but there's just that misconception out there that, oh, we, we want a conventional loan, not a VA because VAs take too long. First off, is that accurate? And second of all, like, you know, what other misconceptions are out there that, that are just bullshit that we should talk about that agents need to know? Sure. Yeah. So I hear that one a lot. Time. Time's a big one. Oh, VA loans take longer. They're harder. No, they're not. VA loans are more flexible on income guidelines than any other mortgage comparable out there. They're more adverse to default, right? They have over a trailing three to five year number. They have the best default rates as far as risk abatement out of all the loans. Yeah. Traditionally, they're marginally behind conventional products. The ignorance that's out there is perpetuated by a lot of things. First of all, word of mouth, people saying things when they don't really know. That's tantamount to professional gossip. Like, is that what you want to be doing? So the first thing I encourage people to do is if you don't know, like, don't not say anything, but make that a trigger for yourself to go out and seek the information. There's lots of sources of it out there. And ultimately, you can always backstop the information against the regional loan centers near you. Uh, specifically, they'll tell you, you can call in and ask them certain pieces. Um, but as far as time goes, flexibility, no, they have easy, a lot of the time, or most of the time, they have the easier credit guidelines as far as underwriting, uh, flexible income, it doesn't actually revert or revolve around debt to income at, at all, really. Um, it takes it into consideration, sure, with the automated underwriting system, but it's founded upon residual income uh, requirement or in what you have available. Uh, after payments to pay with all of the other uh, county specific or size specific house bills that there may be with utilities or whatnot, but it's flexible. I would say the only thing that if someone wanted to argue they could make a claim to is that VA appraisals take a hair longer, maybe, but not necessarily. Certainly the only thing that we don't like about the system right now is there's not a capitalist trigger to say, Hey, here's an extra $200. Can you rush that for me? like every other system out there. So that part's a little right. frustrating, but with planning and with understanding, it's not problematic. We still, and most, most independent companies can still get them done in less than 30 days, even with those appraisal requirements. Yeah. Um, but that part of the process is different, but there's, and there's some, we'll, I'll take a breath before I go into the, the other side of it and just stick to the, the time and, and ability to qualify on this. But uh, as far as it impacting the sellers, not at all. A lot of people hear, well, there's certain things that the veteran can't pay, right? Well, 
there are rules around that. If they're not paying certain things, that they, then they can pay other things. And, and just because the veteran can't pay them, if other things like origination are being charged above 1%, that doesn't mean a lender credit or a, a regular concession, which they give. And like, how, how often does a seller concession come up in every real estate transaction? They're not, they're not specific to veteran transactions at all. Everyone likes right. to try to get some, come on. Yeah. especially the professionals come on y'all are the worst y'all know how to set it up from that go in the very beginning with negotiating the right so do it for yep. your clients build it the <laughs> same way that you would for yourself or your grandma if you were helping them in the process but they're they're just as fast they're more efficient when it comes to measuring one debt against the next debt does deals is the name of my company i believe that debt is the thing that allows for the accomplishing the biggest opportunities of our life. And, and that's not only uh, in, in a real estate specific uh, kind of place, but, um, uh, but my marriage, right? The obligation that I've undertaken and my faith even further and, and how I abide and obligate myself to certain things. So not to get into it too much, but when it comes to measuring one debt against the other, right? FHA, conventional, VA, non-QM, and all of these other things out there, apples to apples, and Dave Ramsey's the one that causes the problem here, Mm -hmm. Apples to apples, the VA mortgage is the most efficient mortgage in the United States, dollar for dollar. It simply is. That, that is interesting. And because you're right, Dave Ramsey is always talking about how it's got to be conventional. It's got to be conventional. It's lowest cost. Sure, compared to FHA. But does he specifically talk against VA loans? Yeah, or, he, actually, or... he actually claims that conventional and FHA are better than VA. Oh, well, that's okay. That's horseshit. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then this is a guy like, don't get me wrong. Like, there are certain tenets to what Dave teaches and describes. I've gone sure. through personally. I did, yeah. We did the total money makeover. The debt snowballed a bunch of money. Right. This is a lot of opportunity, but ultimately it helped to make my further reasonings more sound and stable because I span the gaps, right? So, but Dave causes a lot of people to be misled, professionals that hear it, people mm -hmm. in the church that hear it, and he uses all of these things to, to, to state these things that are just simply untrue. And I don't want to beat up on Dave too much, so I'll stick to the very pointed, relevant facts. Dave Ramsey, if you happen to hear this podcast and you'd like to argue numbers, I believe that's your specific uh, kind of Stance on things, facts and math, baby, I got you right here. Christopher Griffith, 903-815-7537. Let's chat, brother. <laughs> Dude, if that happens, uh, let, let's get all, all of our resources together to make that discussion happen. That would be fantastic. I would love it. I Me need too. him to stop saying the things that he's saying because that's like bad scuttlebutt, man. <laughs> Seriously. Um, all right. So, so VA loans are not they don't take longer. Well, okay. They can, right? If you have a shitty lender, correct? Well, so hold on. But that's time not out. a VA time loan out, thing. Time out, time out, time out, Yeah. I'm going to toe into this and say yes to your statement to give you a direct answer. And there's a definite but here. Yeah. When you throw a, depending on the lender statement in there, that's across the board. So let's take all of the lender totally. specific stuff out of it. And in a vacuum, it's not, let's make certain that in these yes. topics that we designate, you know, is it VA or is it the lender? Right, because right. here's the problem. The top five lenders out there that have led the way in VA originations, Google who they've been and look at the propensity that they've had to receive different, you know, fines. 
yep. for things, right? And how they go about things. So when you, when you start to consider cost and time frame, and the and then the restrictions and overlays that they have that often don't become visible until later in the process because of the way their compartmentalized systematic nature is, right? They don't have one expert understanding everything here. They have a process that identifies check marks as you go along, right? And boom, mm -hmm. how often does that happen, right? I posted that poll in lab code agents about the top national lenders that have a problem closing affordably and efficiently and who they were. You saw it. I did see it. And, and it's mind boggling because you'd think that those lenders would be the best for a VA loan, right? And that's, that's what they're putting out there. That's what, that's what their logos tell me as a vet. Exactly. That's what they tell me when I call and say, say, Staff Sergeant Griffith. I'm like, hey, thank you for calling me Staff Sergeant Griffith. It kind of made me feel a little bit weird, but your insurance quote sucks. <laughs> I've been through your claims process. I'm yeah. not too excited about that neither. Right, right. Um, and guys, if, you, if you're a member of the Lab Code Agents Facebook group, go search Chris Griffith and find the, the live video that, uh, that you did, the discussion with the other agents. Very, very eye-opening, and it, it was one of the um, one of the inspirations for for getting Chris on this on this episode. But it, yeah, the reason I I mentioned, unless you have a shitty lender, I, that is why I think that is why the VA loans have gotten such a bad rap. Is they don't consider who is doing the loan; they just see oh, Veterans United or USAA or whoever the hell. Um, well, they it's don't not understand efficient. the nuances. First of all, they don't exactly. understand when I say something like, hey, the majority of the lenders that I use underwrite direct to automated underwriting, right? AUS. Mm -hmm. What that means is when I run AUS in the beginning, certificate of eligibility, get loan application docs, all of those things, credit, run AUS in the first 48 hours, right? 24, 48 hours. I already have my underwriting guidelines. And if you understand what you're doing with a VA loan, is it, if it isn't something you just pick up every once in a while, um, and it takes not only volume, but it takes uh, placement access to different types of situations with it, right? My, ex I, like, I don't have any specific expertise. Everyone likes to call me a subject matter expert or whatever. Like, I don't claim any of those things. I have a community that I know exactly. Like, part of my job in the military was understanding how to find the perfect source for placement access to the information that I needed to get to. I'm still good at that, right? Like the VETA-VA community is about aggregating experts that know every facet and that provide direct answers with zero solicitation across the board to agents, to veterans, right? And it's a, it's a safe place actually so that you don't get any of those garbage advice you see in the garage sale groups that say, hey, no, that snake's not poisonous. And the next thing you know, some dude's dead. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so... So explain vetted VA a little bit more because sure. that is a great resource for agents who have a client who needs or wants to explore a VA loan. You have a veteran client and you want to find the best possible option for them. And then I want you, after you, you talk about vetted VA, and it's probably part of the same conversation, the source of you know who is doing your VA loan matters a great deal. So I want you to talk a little bit about broker versus mortgage broker versus mortgage mortgage banker, retail, retail mortgage, uh, because I, there's not a lot of awareness of the difference in the agent community. Just do me a favor and say, Hey, Phil, I asked for this. I'm, I'm not giving, I'm not throwing <laughs> Phil any bones. No, I'm playing. I, I look, I love <laughs> Phil. Phil and I are very good friends, very close, very yes. passionate about the same exact issues. Absolutely. Uh, we discussed some of these on his podcast when I was down at NBA the other day also. 
but to answer your question, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm inclined right now to just read this because it's written really well. Uh, and it kind of states the entire thing. So Hit it. That's all right, right. Of course. It says, Ethos, we create a new standard of service and integrity for veterans utilizing their VA home loan guarantee. Mission, Vetted VA exists to vet or verify all information for the veteran consumer. Vision, the VA home loan guarantee is where we plant our flag first because we believe equal access to affordable home ownership opportunity is inherent to each individual and the lowest common denominator for financial success in America. Further, we believe veterans are identified, targeted, and discriminated against as a definable class of consumer. As, as status as veterans should not be significant when purchasing or refinancing a home. Discrimination, price gouging, and violation of privacy with trigger leads all seek to harm, remove, or molest the contractually earned benefit of the veteran in ways that do not benefit them. VETA-VA seeks to resolve these issues through community, collaboration, and cooperation. We seek to create a new standard to serve veterans utilizing their VA home loan guarantee. VA benefit terms and service are clearly de defined. Veterans service purchase these equal credit opportunity rights and benefits through their years of service. We will ensure their benefits and, and home ownership are available to all veterans in the way the commander initially intended. It, intended. Excuse me, I can't read today. Strategy, 2019-2021. One, communication through social media, and that's our Veta VA Facebook group. Awareness of the issues, awareness of the solutions, spreading truth by correcting falsehoods. That's a big part of it. The mission of the Marine Corps Rifle Squad, right? I've always, like defense doesn't win championships. Get out of here. Not if they're not doing offensive things like pick sixes. Anyways, yep. the Marine Corps doesn't defense either. Like the mission of the Marine Corps Rifle Squad is how we go about it, to locate, close with, and destroy the enemy by fire and maneuver, repel the enemy's assault by fire and close combat. Like, I'm sorry, not sorry. If you're out there doing things that deliberately harm veterans, you've been identified of those things in the past, and you continue to show a propensity to not give a concern to the consumer's first interest and the longevity of their benefit, which things like loan churning, by the way, just remove. They passed on a cost to the veteran to appease the end buyer investor, all because of the profiteering and bad action of a lot of these big banks. But anyways, if you're one of those people and I come at you, well, let's go. Like, I don't care. I'm like, I'm not going to apologize for calling these people out for what they're doing because they're harming veterans in a lot of circumstances. Yes. Let's that talk about that. Harms them. Yeah. Cause this is just not talked about or even known by agents that they have no idea. And I probably wouldn't have this, this, the malicious actors out there and, uh, and the, discrimination and all this stuff against veterans and, and loan churning would not have been on my radar if I wasn't following you and, and paying close attention to housing wire and what's going on. So let's talk about this. What do agents need to know about um, how veterans are being mistreated? One of the reasons that I think Veteran VA is important for veterans right now is I want them to know that there's a safe place that they can come and just simply say, hey guys, someone say yes or no, vet this thing for me, right? And to get a simple yes or no, right? And, and uh, are you in VetaVA? I don't think so. I, I, we'll, we'll talk. Can I be? It. We'll talk about it. There's a process. But I think it would be good okay. absolutely for you to be for visibility. So you can see, and, and uh, Clayton's in there, right? Josh is in there. Um, well, that doesn't help your cause. 
there are a lot of people in there that I'm trying to give visibility to on the process and how we go about applying value and informational mm -hmm. value to people in a proper manner in a way that doesn't solicit or sell them in the process either. Uh, because it's pretty cool. It's unique. There's not another place out there like it that, that monitors more than, and it's not just a rate or pricing thing either, guys. It's a term thing, an overlay specific thing. A lot of the times you find these, these, uh, my Veta VA guys out there trying to put Humpty Dumpty back together first for the other lender just so they can get it closed in a way that's better, right? Or give an LE in the beginning to knock off a point in rate, right? So they can be competitive. But yeah, so it's, anyways, Veta VA is a community where veterans can come and say, hey, is this good? Is this bad? Is this ugly? What's the truth here? And they can get that information, whether it's price, whether it's term, whether it's guideline problem, whatever it is. And there are people like Laura Brandeo, the president of AFR, one of the people who was instrumental in actually making something, uh, the VA renovation loan, something that was usable, right? So she has a long, long-term history um, specifically serving vets in that capacity. So it's just an interesting dynamic. You won't find a group out there that has the better, uh, better placement and access to the sources of information that need to be able to tell the things that are true so that you don't get garbage as it goes down through. So it's not necessarily a plate, like it's not necessarily a, a broker finder. I mean, I'm sure it could be used as that, but see, that's what I thought that it was, is if you have a consumer. You know, here's, what it, here's how it, here's, this will explain the why it is the way that it is. I'm passionate about a lot of veteran causes. I'm, I'm still in touch with a lot of veteran friends that I have on social media. And a lot of times these guys reach out to me and say, hey, man, I need somebody over here. You in name one of the many states I'm not in, right? And so I was having to take these people that were trusting me to find them a place to take care of them in, yeah. in, in their best interest. So I would show them how to shop. I would tell them, get quotes from whomever you want to get. I don't care. Just save them if they're from these lenders because we'd like to have evidence, right? Yes. And then I send them to an independent, someone that I know that's going to have the same ability to shop without overlines, without steering to a warehouse line specifically because it's more profitable. Like certain things that can lead to the, the flags that cause the difficulties for veterans I would begin to place them with peers and then monitor it, uh, right? And stay in touch. And the veteran never lets go of you as a referral in that situation. They know I don't benefit and I don't. There's not an application for a referral fee on the mortgage side like there is on the, the agent side, which is fine. Right. I didn't care. My problem was I had a lot of people looking to me and holding me or wanting to hold me accountable for the thing that they needed. And so it's hard to say no. So I began to catalog people, refer oversee process and sort through all of these people and vet them right i was vetting them personally um and and that's kind of how it all migrated it isn't anything they can pay to be a part of if you come there thinking it's a lead group you're gonna get busted i guarantee you right out of the gate there's no solicitation if a veteran pops up and says hey i'm in this state and i have a question about this thing that i'm getting told this this that and the other and you pop up and say hey i'm licensed down there here's my company here's my number give me a call done wow. Uh, should have read Good. the announcements. That's not how it works. If, right. you get, if they ask a direct question, you give a direct answer and you give the value. That's what people want out of social media. And that's why corporations are going to penetrate it as well until they really get smart about spending money in the right ways to give their value away up front. But when they do that, you have some cost difficulties that are already measuring anyway. Yeah. So, I need to get in that group and you just do it through the Facebook group, correct? Yeah, right now. Yeah. It's, it's growing. It's growing. We got Good. other things coming out too. Things that'll hold people and originators and professionals accountable, right? 
And uh, in the Marine Corps, not to get all too military, but you have a saying, all of that's in here, you're going to laugh maybe, but BAMTIS, right? It's how you, the six troop leading steps. And the last one, the S, supervise the most important. If you don't have proper supervision, things can and will break down because that's the nature of dynamic kinetic operations, which is what a mortgage is. You have how many people and service providers and third-party entities all working towards this one mission, right? And it's laden with these minefields of credit difficulties and verification of employment problems and seller disclosure, whatever, right? Oh, sorry, yep. it's a meth house. Who cares what it is? The point is, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on and you have to have a, a way to navigate all of that in, in one location. You have to have someone that can have the, the visibility and the oversight on all of that to talk it through. And the community is what provides that. A community, like my favorite groups on Facebook, like not to get all too brokers are better, but they changed the name of that. Preferably, I like brawl brokers rallying against hotel lenders. I think the messaging was different, but I like brawl. Like, like heck yeah, like I'll get in this one, right? But that group became infinitely valuable to the individual broker because you had a massive community of like-minded brokers that didn't mind sharing their value. Yeah, and so that's what we do in in uh, VETA VA and that's what it is right now but the supervision portion of it later will involve monitoring other things right how many submissions declines problems blow-ups reviews pricing and, and and providing a mechanism not only to compare VETA VA people specifically to the averages right but to even go further than that because I want to provide optionality and try to show the different models in the broker channel that there are right because there are there are some people that operate, um, whether it's price, time frame, or whatever the different denominations of value type are, right? I wanna be able to show like a three-tiered system of good, better, best, or something to that as a whole compared to and better than the, the average, and then, but specifically break it down further from there so that you can kind of see what some of the different uh, potentialities are. I think it's great to provide visibility uh, to all of those able to see. What would you, so the, you know, 98% of this audience are real estate agents. What would you, what would you like to see agents do? Ask more questions. I'd like to see agents ask more questions and ask things like, Hey, we've got a VA offer here. It's a quick time frame. I need to like, even if you're out there, if you're considering VA offers or if you see them and you want to understand them better. So the next time that you encounter one that, you, you can hopefully better serve it that at least by only giving them an equal shot. Don't let preconceived notions that you have, even if they're, they may have been somewhat founded in truth or experience because of a bad lender or certain situations, give it another shot because it's not the case out there. And without a doubt, if a vet's not in a VA loan financially numbers for numbers, I can show a higher cost. So whether you want to call it harm or whatever else, I can show you the vet's carrying more weight in his pack when he shouldn't have because of insert reason here. It doesn't really matter, does it? Like we, right. we should be working to get them to that. There's a reason that that benefit exists contractually after their service. Well, I'm definitely joining the vetted VA group. I challenge anyone listening to do the same because I want to know what's going on. It's better for, for my clients. Uh, when I have a veteran client, I, I want to make sure that they have the best scenario for them that they're not I want being to tell taken everyone advantage too, of. Though, when, when you see a veteran pop up, because it does happen from time to time after they've been in the community and they've absorbed value for a while, they'll pop up and say, hey, I need someone in this state. If I don't know you, if I haven't vetted you, if we haven't spoken and the first thing you do is roger up to refer someone that I don't know also, 
vetted VA, the logo states trust but verify. Like, I'm sorry, I want you there. I want you to have access to opportunity and value. This is not a leads group. If you yep. treat it that way indiscriminately, I will remove you. And I say that because veterans need a place to where every single person that has an expertise is able and willing to provide the extra support so that their packs maybe don't get heavier. I'm not asking you to take bricks from them, but let's just maybe not add to them. And if we can work through value and through information and teaching, which this is going to have an application for, uh, will we will have a manner so that we can educate real estate agents, right? On yep. the, on the, the, the product itself and not just the, the VA loan product, but how do you go further than that? If you have a, a desire to compare one lender against another, how do you do that? And how do you make certain that you've compared the different channels of origination further, just like you would if you were doing it yourself? So that's all we want to do is educate, show people the truth, and show them why it's important to consider the VA home loan, especially if you're on the listing side. Love Pretty it. Please. Love it. Um, it. I want to end with, because uh, we didn't go much into it, but veterans are being taken advantage of. They're being overcharged. There's extra fees being um, charged to them that should not be. And so yeah. there's, there's refunds that are now being sent out to veterans who got loans four five, six years ago, right? Tell us about that and what's going on. Yeah. So this was something 400 million was awarded, right? The VA came back Jeez. and awarded 400 million. And what it was, was funding fees, right? The VA funding fee um, being charged to veterans that either weren't, were, um, I would say, uh, should not have incurred the fee at the time or were later awarded disability back to that date if the claim was submitted prior to closing. And what they did was they retroactively uh, forced this $400 million refund to all of the vets out there. And most of the vets I know here, and so here's where it's weird. So if I mean, here, let me break this down first. I'll build it a little bit first. Um, if veterans, if they have a service-connected 10% disability um, that's compensated, their funding fee is waived. They're also changing this to include Purple Heart recipients so that their funding fees will be waived as well. Uh, but what that does is it saves a decent amount of an upfront funding fee, just like you would see on, a, on an FHA or any other government loan, USDA, yeah. right? They all have and some- How much is a funding fee usually? Um, right now, three, well, it depends. Uh, first time use, second time use, and it's changing too. So not to muddy the waters too much. Like, is it, a, is it a few hundred or a few thousand? Oh, thousands. So you're talking okay, about- Okay, so this is a big savings. Yeah, anywhere from two, well, two and a half, let's say two and a half to 3.3%. And that's going up to 3.6% oh, now, I think, um, as well. I need to pull up- So this is not a small little, you know, few hundred dollar fee no, being no, no, assessed. No, no, this is significant. Amount. Especially okay. on larger loan amounts, it's a big fee. So yeah. um, here we go. Hold on one second. I mean, shit, on a $300,000 loan, I mean, that's nine grand-ish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, first time versus subsequent use, and there's different deals for EARLs, which is an interest rate reduction refinance loan or cash out refinance. So there's different breakdowns. There's a picture I can give you to, to put with this podcast of the old and the new, because like anything, there's a nice. table. You need to hear a table of information to be able to understand the yes. whole thing. Yes, yeah, send that uh, to me. I'll put it in the show notes that people can get at sure. massiveagentpodcast.com slash episodes. Getting so, that sorry to interrupt you. Massive. I just wanted to, yeah, uh, sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to give some context of just the size of the, these extra fees that are being assessed. Yeah, and so in the past, what would happen is if the veteran paid this funding fee um, and they shouldn't have, or it was later determined that they shouldn't have, right? 
then the what they would be refunded in the manner in which they paid it. So if seller concessions or they paid it at closing, for instance, with cash, they'd be refunding cash. If it was built into the loan amount, which is really, really common, uh, then it would be done in a principal reduction typically. And what we're seeing now, or at least what I'm finding, um, I in the beginning thought it would be done in the same way. I read the VA circular and it's kind of cheeky the way they word it. And after I've got a bunch of people coming back telling me that they had been receiving cash to, you know, refunds directly, um, when you read the VA circular, the verbiage is kind of, um, I think, indicates that also. So I, I haven't heard definitively 100% will be and won't be any which way. I've heard it a couple different ways. But from everyone that I'm talking to, um, all of the vets in the different places, they're, giving, they're being refunded a cash refund. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what else? Before, before we jump into two, the rapid fire questions, which we, we do with all of our guests, um, what else that we haven't discussed do, do real estate agents need to know about, about VA loans and about um, servicing their veteran clients? Yeah, I would say that um, a couple different things. So the houses themselves don't have to be immaculate. I bought a short cell with woodpecker holes in it that I had to fill with some foam with my VA loan and it was okay, right? You can do certain things in a very non-intrusive manner to really make the property. All of the concerns that VA has are generally health and safety in nature, every single mm-hmm. one of them. So I think that's similar a to okay FHA. standard, similar to FHA, right? Or any of the other government loans. Um, so I think it's an okay standard to have unless we have just a difficult property or an, a general inability. But there's a VA renovation loan for things that are cosmetically larger. There's a VA one-time closed construction of permanent loan. There's a VA energy efficient mortgage where you can get up to six grand in money to make your house more energy efficient. There's all sorts of different nuances around the VA loan that make it an incredibly capable product. So I would say the very, like the one thing I can tell you right now that would matter the most is if anyone hears this has any difficulty that they think is reasonable or reasoned uh, where they would prioritize a conventional offer first or another type of offer, or maybe, um, tell their sellers something where they think that maybe this might not be the best offer because of the loan type. I would challenge you to either get in touch with me personally or to get in touch with vetted VA in my community. I think if I tried to go through a one, two, three fashion of all of the, uh, the, the issues out there, it would probably take a little bit to walk through them all, but there are a lot of different ones from the property to the appraisal. Like here's, here's there. They all complain about the appraisal process. Guys, there's one, appraisal process that gives you as an agent a secondary proactive manner outside of being there when the appraiser's there and providing them accurate comps that justify your listing position, right? Step one and getting the values on the appraisals you want to get listing agents, right? But if you don't do that, the VA loan's the only one that affords the opportunity through Tidewater that if the appraiser identifies that they're going to fail to meet the listing price on the appraisal they went out to do, they have to notify you, the agents and provide no an opportunity, provide an opportunity for comparables or other value or data be to be given before they make a final determination of value. So it's a proactive measure to make certain you have an opportunity to have a voice. And this is something that I find that people complain about. That's the irony of freedom. Right? You want an opportunity to have a voice, but most of the time people don't have take the time or pay attention to know, or, or maybe they just don't know too. Uh, but that's one of the really positive things about the VA uh, appraisal process, in my opinion. I didn't know that. And that, that's significant because how often do we as listing agents or, or or as the buyer's agent, like to both sides, are like, oh, it came in 20 grand less. Cool. Why? Like, 
Now what? Um, now you have it, to rebuttal so a determined number. Yeah. That's significant. Because in the other, on the VA side, you have an opportunity to argue value case, right? And so it's a proper proactive measure before a determination is made. And then after that, all of that data gets sent over for the VA's notice of value, right? Which is them signing off and saying, cool. So there's another check that happens behind that to prevent any from problems or anything from outside of what's accurate to be occurring. But they're offering a proactive measure for the professionals serving the consumers, right? And one of them being a veteran in this case, uh, a, a way to do the thing that they're built everything their foundation upon. Right? Like that shouldn't be a problem. I had no idea. And, and that, that's huge. Like that right there to me as a listing agent makes me want as many VA offers as possible. That's great for everybody. And There's so many different things. Like you want geez, to hear, man. let me stretch your mind here for a second. Okay. Let's do it. Here's why every single person listening to this, especially every single one of you that are not veterans should listen. Dustin. Can you get a VA loan? Personally, no. Why? I'm not a veteran. Yeah, yeah. But why? Why can't you get one? They're for veterans. Yes. You can assume a VA loan as a civilian. Oh, interesting. You can. Here's, here's another one. If you go to go Google Vendy Financing, if you buy VA's REO stock, they'll sell or finance it in a zero down same fashion for a veteran type loan. It's not a VA loan by statement, but it's built the same way. Very similar cost structure on everything, right? Zero down. And there's no limit to how many of them you can do, but they'll sell or finance that. They traded 15,000 units last year. I had no idea. You can, and here, let me go further. I didn't even know VA loans were assumable. I th yeah. <laughs> Again, another misconception. I just thought yeah, I was FHA a loans. Would I ever let a civilian assume my VA loan and tie it up? Hell no. No offense, guys. It's too right. valuable for me. And that's right. the point that you need to understand. But here's a further one. Through this Fendi financing, and uh, you can go to vrmsto.listings.com or something like that, I think it is, and look at the actual map of the properties. But if you, Dustin, a civilian, wanted to go out and buy a house as a non-owner-occupied property, how much are you going to have to put down? 20 plus. What, would you, what, what if I said 5% down? for an investment property purchase and rates still eerily similar to the other ones I just mentioned. I'd want as many of those as I could possibly find. Google those things that I just mentioned. Dude, that's freaking awesome. One more time on those, uh, on what should be Googled. Vendi financing is one of the, uh, the, the topics they need to, to Google and understand. And the other website is, let me tap it in. It's VR, hold on, no, that's not it. Listings dot vrmco.com and you'll see a map of the reos that va currently has um, and they even have indications on them for vendi financing um, but really really cool opportunity uh, for everyone to participate into the economy that is the va to make certain that it stays a mainstay because veterans need it to be i love it man this this was super enlightening i appreciate it very educational uh, i i appreciate all that you do like, like most agents, I think nine out of 10 of us, this stuff was just not on our radar. I know um, that. It, it just not on our radar, but it, it needs to be because we're in the business of helping more people, helping more buyers, helping more sellers. And the more educated we are, um, the better 
we can serve people. And I mean, that, that leads to more it clients. Can, it, right. And it can make all the difference in the world. I tell everybody, like for me personally, I moved to Colorado. I bought a short sale for $332,000 with my zero down payment VA mortgage. Right. I sold it five and a half years later for $810,000. Damn. After I put about 110 into it. That's a, that's a big deal. That's with significant. Zero down, with zero down, right? A zero down payment. Yeah. I was able to purchase that sort of growth. That one house changed my life. That's what, that's the opportunity for everyone out there. And that was a rehab type property. It was a difficult thing to do, right? But it can do so many different things. It can make a difference for people, right? I think houses should make people wealthy. And I argue that based off of the data, data that's out there. The new census data, just for all of you agents out there, you should get excited about this. Homeowners on average are 80 times more wealthy than renters. I believe that. I believe that. Everyone wants to say, well, correlation, not causation. Well, I'll show you in a Harvard article that uses data to argue indirectly correlation versus causation. In their opinion and words, homeownership over time predictably leads to the highest percentage of wealth growth for the average American. It's the lowest common denominator for achieving wealth if you've never had it, to changing your stars in a Heath Ledger kind of way. They should get excited about this. Whether you believe it or not, here's what I'm telling you, every one of you, if you came over to dinner at my house and I said, hey, if you sit in that chair, you're 80 times likelier to get salmonella than if you sit in this chair. Which chair are you sitting in? Right? <laughs> yep. Like, this is a big deal. People need to understand the value of it because the VA loan specifically made every bit of difference for me and my family. My three daughters, we homeschool now, right? It's important that we put out good information. I've provided you all the perfect source of information, right? And I've vetted that against my community in the Marine Corps. We have our own groups out there that understand sources better than anybody and they concur. It's the perfect source for veterans and professionals to get the exact information that they need in a manner that does not solicit them, does not leverage them for profit, and does not sell brand awareness to people that would use it to molest or harm others. I love it, man. Chris, amazing stuff. Thank you. Before we wrap it up, every time we have a guest, we do these rapid fire questions. They're either or, so just pick one or the other and just kind of fun. <laughs> Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Instagram or LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Facebook or LinkedIn? Both. <laughs> okay. Uh, books or podcasts? I don't want to sound like a toad, neither. Podcasts, yes. I just don't have enough time to consume them. Fair but enough. Definitely podcasts. I like books. I don't know. Both. Fair enough. iPhone or Android? <laughs> iPhone. Good call. Alexa or Google Home? I'm so skeptical. I haven't done neither. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Burgers or pizza? Burger. New York or LA? That's the red herring. Texas, baby. <laughs> uh, get out of here. Kick that out. answer does not surprise me in the least, but I'll, I'll allow hey, it. Hey, like I wore the shirt, right? I, uh... Yep. I do what I want. <laughs> Love it. Uh, baseball or football? Football. Football or basketball? Football. NCAA or NFL? NFL. Okay. Mountains or beach? What beach? In general, my friend. In general. Mountains or beach? 
Beach. It's close. That was, that was painful for you. I could tell. Close. <laughs> I would say both, but. Sure. Maybe a beach near the mountains. Where would that be? I'm not living in California. Yeah, neither am I. Apparently, fewer people are every day. So, so they got that going for them. Uh, would you say that what's going on uh, nationwide with real estate, with, uh, with the economy, housing market, are we in a bubble or is this not a bubble? I think anybody that argues or makes the claim that we're in a bubble needs to use data specifically <clears throat> and lines to correlate their argument. I absolutely do not think that we're in any type of bubble. I think that certain markets are being, um, because of growth, because of demand and supply issues that are still prevalent everywhere. Uh, Debt Does Deals 2019 word of the year, which I picked out halfway through last year, was affordability. Affordability would be the word that shows why certain places are thriving and certain places are dying. And right now, the problem nationally that we're seeing on an affordability level is it's not only impacting the individual. Not only are the individuals seeking out affordability in adjacent markets or moving and migrating states completely, but more importantly, and this is where some of the states would not pay attention. I know they're paying attention, like I know they are, but the number of corporations and corporate headquarters that are moving further seeking affordability needs because they still have a need, will, want, desire, and capital to grow, right? By moving to more affordable places, they have better opportunity and so do their employees to grow in a way that suits and takes care of their employees better because that's one of the other odd things uh, that our generation is kind of requiring, that corporations do a better job of fostering their growth like they ought to, right? Um, and that's exciting all sorts of trends, trends that have people moving from one state to the next, Texas being one of the best, I think, awarded uh, on both of those individual and corporate levels. Um, but a lot of other states, too, Nebraska, um, I posted an article on that. <clears throat> Utah. Anyway. <clears throat> Utah. <clears throat> yeah, Utah's up there. There's a lot of states where affordability is, is, is pushing things to happen. And a lot of people yep. think, I think most of the time, that markets, when they're adjacent to each other, grow um, and like in a waterfall ma- na- nature, like this one gets too full and it overflows kind of a thing. Um, but I don't think it works in that way. I think it works in more of a flight nature, um, being a, a, a more forceful driver. Um, when you have things that allow small differences of f- physical geography to be the determining factor of which cost structure economically you're part of, right? Go to Lowe's and ask how much a rake is, and it's going to say, give me your zip code. True. Because rake might cost you $5 more over here, right? If you can migrate those cost structures, structures ex- economically, I mean, still be a part of them. What I think happens is you have a big, big growth here and then it stops. And then this grows back and not necessarily in a waterfall nature, but in, an, in all sorts of different uh, manners that cause it to happen. Um, so I think that you're going to see a, a lot of further trends to where you have well-positioned markets adjacent to, I would say, historical urban centers, where in these adjacent markets that are smaller, there's still really strong job growth occurring, new investment, capital investment from city to infrastructure, population growth, and really strong economic drivers to that. That's where you're going to want to be, I would guess. That's where I went to. I went over here back here over a year ago. And the place that we bought here, we found a stupid discount too. I'm not going to tell that story yet, but it's dumber than the first one. Love it, dude. Uh, well thought out answer. YouTube or Facebook Live? Facebook Live right now, but I think that that's probably not the most factually accurate statement. Uber or Lyft? Uber. Gary V or Grant Cardone? Gary V. And Chris Griffith or Dave Ramsey? 
or insert hey, any, listen to anyone. me, Dave. Dave, I'm taking the word debt from you. You don't have a good reason to own it. Let go of it. Debt does deals, needs it to show people the truth about what leverage is, about how you take advantage of incredible opportunity and about how actually really wealthy people do, in fact, use leverage to not only incur and increase total overall performance and cost efficiencies, but more importantly, to abate risk. I love it, man. And finally, what's an app right now on your phone that you're obsessed with? Doesn't have to be business related at all. Any app? Yeah, I got one. TikTok. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, bad, and I'm gonna get my kids to help me with it, so I keep that lens on everything. But uh, yeah, TikTok, man, it's like it's lit over there. It's like the wild, wild west. There's some funny stuff. There's some stupid totally. stuff. There's a dad to three daughters. There's stuff that, like, like ugh. anyway. But whatever. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, TikTok is, and you've got to set a time limit. Otherwise, 45 minutes goes by, and you're like, we're. Where the hell did that go? I mean, platform research, man. Everything I do, I tell everybody. I went from, That's right. I worked with agents for five years directly, and then I went 100% consumer direct, social organic. I don't buy or boost or market or anything. It's all organic that runs our stuff. And I'm continuing that and understanding the different platforms and places where people like us aggregate and the way that they communicate within those platforms. Once you understand that, you can, you can have the things that you want to say come out in a way that's still a part of that community's language or whatever you yeah. call it, but it's a great source, a great place to find your consumers. If you learn how to talk the way they talk. I love it, man. Chris, where can, where can uh, listeners find you and follow you and learn more about you? Man, I'm on Facebook like a 13 year old girl. <laughs> yes, you are. Facebook, find me over there. If you want to email me, my email is Christopher at debt does um, Hopefully I don't have to spell any of that out. If so, try to Google it. I bet you can get pretty close. I love it, man. Chris, thank you so much. Um, you're, you're, you're very educated on, on the, the topics we, we discussed. You have very well thought out answers that make – you're really good at boiling stuff down. And, and I appreciate you bringing your, your expertise and experience and advocacy for veterans to the show. Um, I appreciate it. So, guys, you'll be able to um, – in the show notes on massiveagentpodcast.com, we'll put uh, all the resources Chris mentioned, links and that graphic and, and all this stuff so that you can educate yourself more and, uh, and help a hell of a lot more clients in the process. So Chris, thank you so much. My pleasure, brother. Thanks for the opportunity to have a voice. You bet, buddy. For those of you guys that already do a lot of marketing for veterans or are helping veterans, this is such an important... Uh, veterans are just... They deserve our utmost respect. They deserve our help. And right now they're, they're being taken advantage of in ways that just piss me off. And so if you're listening to this now and you listen to the whole interview, thank you. Now do something about it. Now get this information out there. Now start educating your fellow realtors in your office. Now start sending your clients to lenders who actually know this stuff and don't have all these fees built in and aren't taking advantage of the veteran. Okay. That's on you. That is on you as their real estate agent, the general contractor, if you will, of the transaction. It's it's on you to make sure that your client is being taken care of on the loan side. If you if you have a lender who's who's taking advantage of your clients, you I don't know how in good conscience you send a client or refer them over to that lender knowing that they could be paying 1% higher in interest than with 
uh, when w- with a different lender, like an independent letter lender or a broker or something like that. So th- these are important things, guys. If you take care of your clients and they know that you have their back and you knock it out of the park for them, finding them a deal and make sure um, that they're just getting the best possible scenario they can, you will close more deals and you're doing the right thing for those who deserve it the most. And that's our veterans. If you've been listening to the show for any period of time, even if this is your first, first off, thank you. I can't, I can't tell you enough how, how much I appreciate it. Um, I would ask if you've received any value that you pay the fee and, and by the fee, I mean, help us share, help us spread the word. That's it. This podcast is free. I do this on my own dime, on my own time for you guys. We do it every single week and there's a lot going on behind the scenes to make this happen. There's, there's expenses, there's all sorts of stuff. And I mean, we're, we're creeping up on a hundred episodes. We're two episodes away from a hundred. Holy shit. That sounds crazy. And, and so we keep doing it for you. If you've received any value, if you haven't awesome. I apologize. Hopefully you can go to the industry syndicate and find a show that you can get some more value from. But if you've been receiving value, all we ask is that you share the show with a colleague, share it with, with your office, share it with your local agents or a friend, uh, other real estate connections online, uh, share a link to massiveagentpodcast.com or wherever you listen to it, just share a link. And if you would leave us a review on iTunes and that helps us out tremendously. iTunes is like, it's like Google. So when, when you leave a review, it helps with our show's SEO, so to speak, it helps us to be found and it, it gives relevance and credibility to the show. Uh, when there's decent reviews to leave, it only takes a few seconds. You can do it right on your phone and you could even go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash review and right on your phone. And it makes it super easy. It only takes a few seconds and we appreciate the hell out of you. And thank you. One last mention before we wrap it up this week that uh, if you if you're just hearing about the Massive Agent Society or you've been hearing about it for freaking months and you're just like oh I'd like to do that one day, well it's starting to speed up. We're starting to get the word out there. We have some campaigns going on right now and we're starting to grow, which means because we're a one agent per market program, your market might be taken off the board by another competitor which sucks. And because we have a lifetime option that's extremely economical, we have monthly, annual, and lifetime options if you want to be a be a part of the program. Uh, you could actually have a local competitor claim your market for life, and then you, you're done. I, I'm sorry, that's the way it's set up. We have it that way so that uh, everyone has a safe space to speak. And you don't have 20 agents in one market running the same ads that we give you to run. And in our coaching group, in our our private Facebook group that you, you know, when there's referrals to go out that you're the only one to get it. If you're in Sacramento or Sioux Falls, if you're in Sioux Falls and an agent from, um, from Austin, Texas has a referral for Sioux Falls. If there's 12 other agents in Sioux Falls, then you're all clamoring for the referral. Hmm, Not in our group, in our group, you're the only one. So you get the referral. It's a very, very big deal. And if you want more info, just go to massiveagentsociety.com and click on claim market in the menu. And if you'd like a personal one-on-one walkthrough where I do a screen share with you and show you behind the scenes what you're actually getting, what, what the platform actually looks like, what's in it, how it works, what you're actually getting for your investment, I'd be happy to do it. Just message me on Instagram at Massive Agent, and we'll set that up one-on-one. Uh, I don't want anything getting in the way of you taking advantage of this awesome program. The goal of the program is to take full control 
over your own lead generation. If you can control your own lead gen, if you can control your ability to get new people into your business, you will thrive in any market. On the other hand, on the flip side, if, if you've given up control to Zillow, to someone running Google ads for you, to someone else running Facebook ads for you, whatever, you don't know what the hell you're doing. And as prices go up, as competition goes up, as Zillow starts to convert over to flex in certain markets, and now agents are being who are currently advertising are being pushed out and your Zillow leads go away, or the price just gets too damn high for anyone outside uh, the mega teams to afford, what are you going to do? If you've been wasting all this time outsourcing your own ability to, to generate leads, I'm sorry, but that's a losing play. We're, we take it very seriously uh, that... We want, I want to empower you guys by controlling your own lean gen, by knowing how you're saving a shitload of money, by the way, uh, but you can also pivot. You can also adjust. You can also ramp things up when necessary or, um, you know, tamper them down a bit when, when you need to, you control it. And every single time someone sees one of the ads that we recommend you, you run and that we give you to run every time someone sees one, even if they click it or not. That is a branding impression, which is huge. You do not get that if you're advertising on Zillow or elsewhere. So I'm just, look, I'm passionate about helping you guys take full control and holding your hand through it and being a resource. So if you run a certain ad that we give you and your ad gets denied, that you know where to go to to find out, to find out how to fix it. If you don't have a resource, if you don't have a coach or a mentor holding your hand uh, and your ad gets denied, it's not an easy thing with Facebook. You have to know how to appeal it. You have to know where to look. Like it's, it's ridiculous. So we can walk you through it. We want to be that resource for you long term. So massiveagentsociety.com. Go check it out and claim your market if it's available. Claim it, even if you can't afford annual or lifetime, which is a hell of a lot less on a per month basis. Just do it for a month. Just do it for a month. Claim your market. Get in there. Play around. Mess around. And uh, and participate. And uh, who knows, maybe a referral will even come your way in that first month from another agent in the group who's also generating a bunch of leads. Uh, it's awesome. I love when referrals are given out in the group. It's super cool. And uh, we have a great group of, of really like-minded, awesome, um, awesome agents from all around the country and Canada. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Episode 98 is in the books. My name is Dustin Brome. You can, of course, go to massiveagentpodcast.com to read the show notes for this episode or any previous episode. We have other resources there as well. And I hope to see you sometime soon at a conference or hopefully uh, be speaking at an event near you in your town. If you're aware of any events, any boards of realtors or any uh, CE classes or, or any conference that's being done uh, that needs some speakers if you'd throw my hat into the ring i'd appreciate it let me know if there's anything you that i should apply for i love traveling around the country to speak and to train and to to coach and to meet other people i have a blast doing it so um, if you know of any openings let me know or let or let them know that i'm available and if you're one of those decision makers you can go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash speaking to find out more info about how to book me as a speaker. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Go close some loans, go sell some homes. Take care. Have a great weekend.